I was at the grocery store yesterday, had to run in and get something. I thought at the same time I would get a cup of coffee. So I had my coffee cup with me in the car. And what I often do is park at the far side of the parking lot because oddly enough, I like getting all those steps in. It, it all started, what, um, a couple years ago when I got a Fitbit and I thought, you know what, I like this, the tracking and getting more steps and all that keeps me in shape, all that stuff. I like doing that. And so I, I park all, all the way across the parking lot and then walk in. And I, <laughs> it was kind of funny, I got almost to the door and I went, crap, I forgot my coffee cup. I gotta go back and get it. And for like two seconds, three seconds, I was really ticked that I forgot my coffee cup and I had to walk all the way back there. And then I went, wait a minute, I park over there so I can get the steps. Now I'm getting mad at myself because I have to go back and get more steps. No, wait a minute. <laughs> it was a little interesting shift in context. And I think having a shift in context, a perspective, is really helpful at times. I'm here, by the way, at uh, Kaiser River, Rapid River Park. I think that's what it's called here in Kaiser, Oregon. Got a couple of farm lands next to it. Maybe you can see the tractors off in the background. There's a couple of dog parks here. It's a pretty neat place. Uh, I come here on occasion a few times a year. It's a little out of my normal range, but I'm here. They got the volleyball thing. Anyway, uh, my name is Tim Patterson. This is the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee and uh, my company's Trade Show Guy Exhibits. And if you want to check my books out, they're on Amazon. Uh, trade Show Success and trade show, uh, <laughs> trade show superheroes and exhibiting zombies. I, my brain kind of like stops for a second. Oh my God. All right, so that's the deal. Uh, we have a neat guest today on the podcast, on the video blog. Her name is Joan Stewart. I've known of Joan for years. She's the publicity hound. And boy, oh boy, does she have some good ideas on uh, what to do during, before, and after a trade show. I think you'll like this one. I would like to welcome to Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee, publicity expert uh, Joan Stewart, known as the Publicity Hound. Joan, it's a pleasure to finally meet and greet with you. I, I appreciate your time. Hi, Tim. It's great to be here. So uh, the Publicity Hound ha has got to be something with dogs, right? You like dogs, right? <laughs> I love dogs, <laughs> <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. We've got our dogs uh, sitting at my feet here, Scruffy. He's sleeping, so I'm just going to let sleeping dogs lie, as it were, so. Well, if he barks, okay, if he starts barking, then you know he likes something I've said. I think so, exactly. Yeah. Right. So uh, I want to talk about, because I've gotten your newsletter for years, and I just mentioned kind of in the green room that it, for some reason it, it's, I stopped getting it, but I actually just resubscribed here 10 minutes ago because I want to get back into reading it. Uh, the Publicity Hound, you've, you've obviously taught and in, in, in consulted on publicity for a long time. Tell me a little bit about your history uh, with, with getting people publicity. Sure. Well, I used to be in my real, in my other life, I was a newspaper editor for 22 years and got out just in time. Just in time. To the newspaper business and um, started my business actually 22 years ago, teaching people how to get publicity. And um, once I got a website, everything changed. My market moved from little, the little corner of southeastern Wisconsin to the whole world and right. I was one of the I was one of the early innovators with an email newsletter and um, uh, I send out um, my tips which you subscribe to twice a week every Tuesday afternoon and every Saturday morning and they're real quick reads three quick tips 
and a funny dog video because I am. <laughs> and I have people who tell me, oh, I love your tips, but I really love the dog videos. When I'm in a hurry, that's all I have time to, to look at. I said, that's all right. <laughs> it's interesting how, I mean, I'm, 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 I mean, diverging here a little bit, but it's interesting how dogs play into uh, a lot of businesses. I remember reading about uh, a story about a business that, Part of their advertising campaign was they wouldn't hire anybody that their dog didn't like. And so they made a big deal out of it. And so you knew that when someone came to your door to fix their HVAC or whatever it was, that their dog liked them and they were a good person. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's a good one. Well, I wanted to talk to you about how to get publicity around events, conferences, trade shows. There's so much in that world to talk about um, because you know even with the the digital connections social media all that people still love to meet each other face to face and there's a lot of value there so what can we to do to talk about publicity and and specifically uh, what should people attending that trade show or buying a vendor table uh, do prior to the show to get some publicity what kind of things do you talk about okay um, before the show I think is the most important part of what you have to do to get publicity. You have got to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that you should do is, first of all, ask the show organizer or the event organizer if they have a show manual. You okay. need to know about the event. And the more sophisticated ones won't have one, but the more sophisticated trade shows probably will. And you want to look through that to see some of the opportunities. For example, you might find that there are um, speaking opportunities for you if you happen to do public speaking. I have spoken at several trade shows um, and sometimes they'll have the, you know, the the venue right on the floor where it's a little bit noisier and maybe tucked in a corner of a bigger, um, of a bigger arena. And, um, you know, there's a stage and, you know, 30, 30 to 50 chairs and a great opportunity to get your word out there if you do public speaking. Um, some other things. Ask the event organizer if they have a list of media contacts, of media people who are going to be coming to the show. Often media people will contact the organizers ahead of time to get information sent to them. And some of the show organizers will actually give you the media contact list. So here's what I don't want you to do with that <laughs> list. I don't want you to start emailing those people on the list. And it's not only traditional journalists, okay? It could be bloggers. It could be any new media people. might be podcasters like you, okay? I don't want you to just start firing, shooting fish in a barrel. What I want you to do is take that list and look over it and see if you can pinpoint the media outlets that are the best matches with what you can offer, okay? Now, once you've identified them, start to do your research. Do they blog? If you've reached, if you can find their blog, you've just struck gold. Do you know why that is? Can you guess why that is, Tim? Uh, Because they're going to, they probably are looking for content. They need stuff to put in their blog, and so they're open to writing about you. Exactly. Well, yeah. Yeah. You can also see, though, what topics they think are important. So if you can find, if you can find a blog, if you can, a lot of reporters now blog, look to see what they're writing about. What topics do they think are hot? What trends are they following? Okay. Then you can leave comments at their blog. I also want you to look for them on the social media sites. 
many traditional journalists are on Twitter. Some of them are on Facebook. They're on LinkedIn, maybe Instagram, all over the place. Start to follow them and pay attention to what they're covering. I promise you that this time-consuming step is going to pay off in spades for you. And most of your competitors are not going to take the time to do this. But if you can let them know, for example, at the show that you've been following them, like Tim, you said you've been following me for like for a decade. Yeah. Okay. And I'm really impressed by that. That if you're going to really impress them, if they know that you know what they do, and if if you comment on some of the topics they've been writing about, you know, Tim, you know, I see you, I see that you, you know, give small business people all kinds of advice on how to set up their trade booths, this, that, and the other. They're going to pay attention to you. Yeah, exactly. Unlike most other people who have no clue what they do. They're going to pitch them a story, you know, right out of left field, and it's not going to be a good match, and the journalists are just going to ignore them. So do this all-important research ahead of time. The second thing you need to do is get your press materials gathered so that you are ready to go when, when they make a request for something. Um, and some of these materials, you do not have to have all of it in hard copy format at your trade booth. You can have one thing that I really love in hard copy is a list of frequently asked questions, mm. okay, about your product or about a new product maybe that you've introduced, about a new service, maybe frequently asked questions about your industry, okay? That's something that um, people who stop by the booth might be interested in, in addition to journalists who might want to cover you. So okay? a good handout to have available. Exactly. Right. You can okay. do a handout. Handouts, you can do cheat sheets. You can do checklists. You can do, I love quizzes. I love quizzes because they're interactive. Yep. And people oh, yeah. can take the quiz. You can get, you ask people right at the booth, how would you like to take a quiz on how much you know about computer security? How, right. how much do you really know about whether or not people can get into your computer hard drive? Take this quiz and then come on back and I'll, I'll tally up your answers. And <laughs> you know, great, great interactive things like that. Good stuff, yeah. You, have, exactly. you know, so you can have a link. You can have, um, you can have, offer a little flash drive with your whole media kit on it. That's really helpful for reporters. And um, one of the things you want to make sure you have are high-resolution photos of your products. I can't tell you, Tim, the number of editors who tell me, you know, I would love to, to put a new product in our new product section, but they don't have a high-resolution photo for our magazine. Right. You know, they only have low-res. And so make sure you have um, all your materials, your, your short bio. I'd like to see your bio in four different lengths. Super short, like a couple of sentences. I'd like to see maybe a 100-word bio, um, a longer one of a couple hundred words, so that they can pluck out the bio they need. Because you don't want to make them take a 500-word bio and then work like crazy to you know, get it down. Yeah, to so give them, give, them the, give them the choices there, it sounds give like. Give them the choices. Make yeah, it as yeah. easy as you possibly can for them. So. Those are the, some of the things 
um, that you can do ahead of time before the show. It sounds like you're, you're, you're really kind of looking two, three, four months ahead of the show to start this process. What kind of time frame are you, do you recommend uh, knowing that this is coming up? So you got a date in the second week of March. When should you start looking at all this stuff and if, doing the work internally? Yeah, if you've got a date the second week of March and you don't find out until mid-February that the show's is even on you've still got time you've still got a couple of weeks the you know the fact remains most people are not going to do this kind of research a couple of months ahead of time right. they just don't everybody waits till the last minute if all you have are just a couple days i mean google is your best friend google is our <laughs> best friend on it's earth it's true everything's we can find out everything's everything we want from google yep. everything's out there yeah so even if you only have a couple of hours time you can still do the research. But as far as preparing the things like the quizzes and, and all that stuff, that obviously takes a little more time. And so uh, being, being ahead of the wave, as it were, ahead of the, ahead of the curve, uh, obviously instead of you know, making that mad dash the last week or two to get all that stuff prep prepared is probably good advice. Right, that kind of content, you can prepare ahead of time, but you know what? I'll bet a lot of people have that on their hard drive right now. They probably do. They just got to put it in the right format. Exactly. So, yeah, Many yeah. of you um, do email, uh, you have email lists like we do, and you have a, maybe a lead magnet that you're giving away. Yep. Um, you don't want to give that lead magnet away because you want to be able to collect email addresses. Right. And that's another important thing, too, that we'll talk about is collecting email addresses. Well, I, I, we should, should we move on to doing what uh, people, you know, what your advice is to do at the show? That's probably the sure, next step. let's talk okay. about at the show. Okay, at the show is, is very important because there's so much that goes on there. You've got to have a booth staff that knows what they're doing. You've got to have a, a booth that looks great. But from a publicity standpoint, from your standpoint, what kind of things do you advise uh, people to do? Okay, hang out near the media room. <laughs> okay. Okay, the bigger shows, the more sophisticated bigger shows will set aside an area for the media who are reporting on the show. And it's a place where they can go. Many of them are working on deadline. They will have, um, you know, laptops in there. They'll have places where they can, you know, charge their phones up. They'll have places where they can upload things, you know, back to the newsroom, do all kinds of things. And if you can't get in there, because many of them are restricted to the media who have media passes, hang out outside of the room. Hmm. And don't be afraid to stop somebody who's walking in and introduce yourself. And another thing that you can do, and you can do this beforehand, or you can also do this at the show. If, if you've got a particular journalist or blogger who you really want to get in front of, ask them if they have 15 minutes for coffee. Ask them if you can buy them a cup of coffee. And you want to offer yourself as a resource for them. You're not going to pitch story ideas right now. It's a little bit too early for that. I'd much rather see you build the relationship with them. Okay, do your research, offer your expertise, and be ready to tell them the two or three areas that you're an expert in that you can help them with. And you can offer things like, um, you know, if you're on deadline and, um, you know, we're in the financial services industry, and, you know, our industry has a lot of complicated lingo. Don't be afraid to reach out to me on my mobile phone and call me day or night if you need help figuring out some of the complicated lingo in our industry. Or if you're looking for emerging trends, I'll be happy to help you. Or if you're looking for specific types of sources in my industry, 
call on me. I'll be happy to help you. In other words, I'm here to help you. You don't want to make them think that you only want something from them. And again, this is something that most of your competitors aren't doing. And, and I can, yeah, I agree. And I can see where, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I, I can see where this would be, uh, have some long-term benefits for, for you because, you yes. know, three months from now, six months from now, uh, if they are keeping in touch with you and they have something, they just, you know, they go, oh, I got to call. Uh, I got to call Joan and ask her this question. They're going to call, they're going to drop your name and your business in an article that's six months from now. Um, and you're going to get a little play on that uh, that you were not otherwise expecting. It may not have anything to do with the show that exactly. you were that, but you made the connection at the show. I like that idea of hanging out at the media room. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, obviously you have to kind of find a make, way to make time for that. So that's that's an interesting challenge there. But. Exactly. So it's easier if you've got other people staffing the booth, right, right. you know, that you can hang out. That's why it's helpful if you can, you know, contact some of these journalists before the show and make make plan a coffee date during the show at some point when they're going to be free. And that's not always easy to do. But boy, if you can do it, it's going to come back to really help you. Let me give you another quick tip. Yes. On freelance writers, freelance reporters and editors are dynamite resources. And the reason is because you do not have to sell your story to the media outlet. They are going to sell the story to the media outlet. They have to sell the idea to the editor. And all you have to do is offer your services to the freelancer. The other really dynamite benefit to, to coming up with freelancers is they write for multiple publications. Exactly. Right. So like you said, Tim, if you can help them out with the story they're working on now and you are a primo source, they're going to come back to you later when they need another source for another magazine they're writing for. And they may, they say, do you know anybody that can answer this if you can't answer it? Cause they're going to, they're going to trust you. I know people that are just, you call them quote unquote, super connectors that know everybody. Not everybody's like that, but you may know the right person to help them out. So that's a good exactly. Point. And it doesn't always have to be you. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, but if you can make the connection, they'll remember that and they'll come back to you in, in the future. Agreed. Exactly. Other things that you would do at the show? I'm just curious. You you, you did mention having that uh, sort of the the quiz or the flyer or the the FAQ that you can hand out. Those types of hands out. Other other things you can do at the booth. Sure. One of the things that you should do at the show is ask them what they need from you. Okay. There's going to be a temptation to give them everything you have. Okay. To just bury them with as much information about your new product or your service or whatever it is that you're showing at the booth and you don't want to do that. You want to make their job easy. And so ask the question, how can I help you? Or what specifically do you need from me? And it might be something that you don't have there at the show. So you're going to make sure after the show to follow up with them later, or maybe it might be something that you can, somebody back at the ranch, you know, can send to you and you can get to them later that afternoon. So be very, ask them exactly what it is they need from you. Yeah, that's something I had to learn over the years as a salesperson. You wanted to just, you know, all that you're learning all this information. And as a young person, you want to just, I want to tell you all this stuff I know, but you have to learn to ask the right questions and, and they'll tell you what they want you to tell them. And so instead of just doing this, what we'd like to call the information dump, um, which, yeah. you know, gets really annoying. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you, you approach exactly. it from the, what, what can I do to help you? What kind of things are you interested in? And then you can answer those questions specifically, and it's a much better conversation. Exactly. The other thing that um, I love to do when I go to these shows 
is, um, and I don't often get a booth because I have other ways to get free publicity because I am the publicity hound. But yes, what I right. like to do is I like to go around and visit the tables of my competitors. Yes. And see what they've got going on. I want to see who they're talking to. I want to see what kind of freebies they're offering. I want to see how they're collecting email addresses. Um, I want to see how savvy they are. And this, I, you probably teach this. Oh, Jim, yeah. But this drives me nuts. When people who have a booth sit behind the table, they sit in a chair behind the table and wait for people to walk up to them to ask a question. That drives me crazy. Yeah. I tell people never sit in a chair because when somebody comes up to talk to you, you're like this and they're above you, which sort of makes you look like you're lower than you are lower than they are. Get up, get out, get out from behind the table and greet people who are walking by the booth with a nice big smile. Mm. I see so many people sitting there with scowls on their faces looking yeah. really bored. And they're and they're doing this, you know, and, and they're oh, eating yeah. a sandwich, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So I, I agree that's some of the best but simplest advice you can do is get up, look right. people in the eye, greet them. Don't look like you're trying to foist stuff on them like you here, please take this, please take this, but sit stand there open armed and, and ask a good a question that engages them. Like how long have you been in this industry? And then you right. start a conversation right. that can lead it to, to a lot of different places. And finally, let's uh, before we let you go, Joan, what do you do after the show? There's all this stuff you've done before the show some good advice for doing uh, during the show. What about once the show's over, you're back in the office. Most people are like, Whew, that was, that, I'm glad that's over. Let's move on to the next thing. But you're yeah. not. You know, Tim, it's all about follow-up. It is yep. all about the follow-up. And I did, have you ever worked in, in the media? Were you, you said you were. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was uh, in radio media for a long time. And, and uh, I was a journalist in high school, if you want to call yeah. that media. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I loved it when I worked as a newspaper reporter and an editor, when people would follow up with me. And I love it now when people follow up. You know, right. somebody offers me a guest blog post. And I say, sure, I love the idea. And they send the post to me, but they never hear back from me. They follow right. up. And, yeah. you know, because things fall through the cracks on my end, too. So follow up. Continue to follow the people who you met on social media. Continue to read their blog continue to comment, and this is really important. Like, share, and comment on their content. Right. Traditional media journalists especially pay a lot of attention to who is sharing their content. And when they see that you're sharing it, you're going to continue to get on their radar screen because they're going to see it in their mentions in Twitter. And it's such a little thing, but it, but it's a personal yeah. thing, and and people remember that. I I, I agree with you when when uh, when people comment on a blog, uh, you know, blog commenting has really gone down over the last five or six years. Yes, it's it all is. onto Facebook and Twitter, yeah. uh, and it used to be that a lot of the conversations took place on blogs, uh, but that really is not where it happens. So if you do that, you kind of you really stand out. I, I would agree, uh, and you can also share that post on your own social media outlets. Yes, exactly. Um, also, another way to follow up is to send things that you promise to send. That's really important. If somebody says to you, um, you know, do you have any tips for, you know, thus and such, and you think to yourself, you know, yeah, I've got something sitting in a folder, you know, back at the ranch on my computer, I have right. to send that to them. Send it. And it's a, yet another opportunity to get on their radar 
and do what you said you were going to do. And, and here's another tip afterward. Think of the people at the show, and these are not journalists necessarily. These are like competitors. Are there any people who you can do joint ventures with? And that would be yeah. a, like creating a joint product. I have created products with more people who compete with me directly than I have with anybody else. And I don't view my competitors as competitors per se. I view them as joint venture partners who don't know it yet. I think that's they a good way to look at it. I think that's a good way to look at it because there's enough business for everyone to go around. Uh, you know, you can't take everyone's business. They're not going to take all yours. But if you can do something together, you're benefiting each other and you're, you've got a partner there. And, and we're all in the same industry. It's like an old uh, 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 radio boss of mine used to say, we want to beat them, but we don't want them to go away because we need, we need our competitors to, to uh, you know, compare to, basically. Exactly. And they have people on their email list who don't know about you and right. you have people on your email list who don't know about them so why not cross promote each other and maybe create a product together or do a do a facebook live or, or you know do a youtube video or something and um it's a win-win for everybody yeah i bring on uh, basically uh, on this on this uh, podcast i've brought on uh, or, or brought on competitors that uh uh, I, I don't mind having on because they share information that I may not have and, and they know things that I don't know and they can share things and, and I think it's a good, a good uh, approach. Exactly. One more tip about follow-up. Yes. Um, after you've met them, after you've started to form the relationship, now is the time to start suggesting ideas that they might want to know about, uh, to cover. And these can be um, story ideas about your business. As a journalist, um, and as a broadcaster, you probably also loved to be tipped off about emerging trends. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. As, re as a reporter, I would cover sometimes three and four beats simultaneously. And I didn't have time to go pounding the pavement looking for trends. I needed sources, you know, in my circulation area who would tip me off to trends about things that were going on. And the same is true for people today. And that includes bloggers, podcasters like you. Um, if we create content, we want to know about what's, what are the topics, the trends that are right, right on the horizon that we're starting to see. And so don't be shy about suggesting ideas. Maybe every couple of months, stay on their radar. Continue to offer your help. How can I help you? What are you working on that you need help with? Need more sources? I'm right here if you need me. There, I think you answered a question I was kind of formulating in my mind, and that is with, you know, I, I've been in the receiving end of in a newsroom at a radio station of all these things that come in. You get 20, 30, 40 letters a day that are just printed press releases and stuff, and you just chuck yeah. them, chuck them, chuck them, chuck them. Yeah. How do you stand out? What, what in, in this day and age, what stands out? I mean, you, you like, I like the idea of getting to know people, building a relationship. Is that really where it all starts? Absolutely. It's all about the relationship. It's all about building relationships. While everybody else is zigging, you've got to be zagging. And what most, now the professional publicists know how to do this, and the professional PR people, but most small business owners, they don't know about the importance of building relationships with people who, you, who, can, who can help you, who can promote you. Most business people don't know how to do that. So you want to build the relationship, promote don't promote your products and services in yourself. 
promote your expertise. Yeah. Promote what's in your head that can help them later. That's how you're going to stand out. And they'll come to you when they've got something yes, that will. is in that industry yeah. that they need yeah. to have you answered. Joan, it's been terrific to talk to you. Uh, let's. Uh, this is Joan Stewart, Publicity Hound. Where's the best place to find you online? At publicityhound.com. Uh, there is a box in the upper left-hand corner, and you can subscribe to my my free email tips, Tim. You've been getting them for what you said, ten years. Uh, something like ten years. It seems like it goes it goes back a long way. So Good. yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm very consistent with my emails every Tuesday afternoon, depending on where you are in the world, um, and every Saturday morning. I'm there in your inbox with three short tips and a funny dog video. Funny so if you have funny video, dog yeah. videos, send them to me, and I'll <laughs> give you credit. Or send me, send me a success story, and I'll give you publicity in my newsletter. Very nice. Jonas, pleasure. I appreciate your time. Thanks again for joining me. Thanks for a great interview. Take care. All right. All right. Thanks again to uh, Joan Stewart, the publicity hound, for being a part of the Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. Uh, a lot of great stuff in there. I hope you took notes. I know I was scribbling furiously. Hey, um, Trade Show Tip of the Week. Uh, I talked to a lot of clients that in the last year or two that are kind of new to trade show marketing. Um, that maybe they didn't alternate into clients, but certainly uh, prospects. And the comment that I heard a number of times was that I went to a trade show and it didn't work. And so they made the decision not to go back. And so what makes me think is that they really didn't put a lot of time and effort into it. They just showed up and they set up thinking a lot of people would come by their booth. And in some shows that that works uh, because there's so much traffic there. Other shows, not so much. Any show though, you should, you should look at it as a process. Uh, whether you go back to the same show every year, once a year, or whether you do a series of shows. Uh, it's, it's an open-ended marketing game, as it were, just like doing social media. Uh, a lot of companies, when they first heard about social media, well, if I send out some tweets, tell people I'm going to be doing something, then that's all I need to do. Well, no, you need to engage. You need to on do it ongoing and just never stop, basically. <laughs> you have to make the commitment that it is an ongoing effort. The same with trade show marketing. It is an ongoing effort. Now, there may come a time when you have basically milked that show for all you can and your business model and your goals for the show have changed so much so drastically that you don't need to be at the show. I can think of a couple clients that have actually done that. They've stopped doing trade show marketing because they got what they needed over several years of doing it and they have come to the point where they're not needing what a trade show can give them. They're doing other types of marketing. They've reached a different plateau as it were. But if you're doing trade show marketing and you're getting things out of it, uh, there's still a lot more to be gained. To look at it as an ongoing effort versus a one-time shot. I think that's a really good way to look at uh, trade show marketing. All right, so let's finish it up with the one good thing. Today I'm recording this. Uh, last night was the opening night of the Portland Trailblazers NBA season. So I'm going to go with that being the one good thing. They beat LeBron James Lakers handily. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was great. So uh, NBA season's back. The Portland Trailblazers are back. I'm a big fan of both, and so I'm looking forward to it. That's this week's One Good Thing. Have yourself a great week, and uh, join me again next week on Trade Show Guy Monday Morning Coffee. <laughs>